Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. This is Dana and Shayna once again, recording with you guys today. And we are so excited because we are having back on our beautiful friend, Steffi Hill. We love her so much. She's so fun and interesting, and we love our conversations with her. So we're just really excited because it's just so fun to talk to her and so fascinating. And we wanted to share that with all of you guys today. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about astrocartography um, because it's one of the many things that she does. And it's so fascinating to me. I recently found out about it and I feel like there's so much information out there that can support you with human design, like knowing your open centers or your defined centers or knowing like your gene keys and all of these different things. Like there's a million different rabbit holes that you can get down And it can be overwhelming. Um, Honestly, for me, it is a little bit overwhelming. This is one of those things that I find truly meaningful and like practically like, like so helpful in real time, like in Mm -hmm. the real world, because human design is all about your internal energy and how your energy is like personal to you and affecting other people. And Astrocartography is more about your external experiences, um, the the external world and environment around you and how you're affected by it because of your astrology. Mm -hmm. I think I'm saying that all right. And Steffi obviously will clear it up for me, but it's to me, it has so much meaning. Like it's something Mm -hmm. that I can use and like tools that I can apply today right now. And Mm -hmm. so even though there's so many different things that can be overwhelming, we're here to try to like fine tune, okay, what are the things that we find truly meaningful that truly propel us forward to live authentically and aligned and live out our purpose. So Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to talk about this. And I'm excited that we're all three together because Mm -hmm. our like, I just love being around all three of us. It just Mm -hmm. feels so juicy and so good and Mm -hmm. so awesome. Yeah. And it's like, we're literally at a spiritual sleepover, like in all of our like <laughs> pajamas, like eating popcorn, like, oh my God, oh my God, what's next? What's like, and just learning from each other and like laughing and playing. And um, yeah, we're just excited to be able to share this love and this joy that we have for spending time with each other with all of you guys. So I guess without further ado, we'll just welcome Steffi on. Steffi, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, what up, B? Yay. <laughs> We're so excited to have you back. We love you so much. And um, if you guys haven't listened to the last episode that Steffi was on, we talked about past life regression. And she is a manifesting generator. So in true manifesting generator style, 
she has all of these different modalities that she puts into use with her spiritual guidance that she gives. So one thing she does is past life regression ceremonies. She also does palm reading. She also does human design. And then she also does astrocartography, which is what we're here to talk about today. So Steffi, can you kind of explain to us and introduce us who are not familiar? What is astrocartography? Absolutely. Shana, you did a really good job of explaining it. Uh, It's your environmental world and how, based on your birth chart, how energetically places feel for you. So a lot of people call it relocation astrology or locational astrology. I like to think of it as a mashup rap battle collab where you're (laughs) mixing geography and astrology and they come together as one and like, yo, what up? So that's what I consider it. But I just look at places Basically, based on your birth chart, I look at places that are meaningful and supportive and transformative for you. Mm. Yeah. And so what is the history or the origin of astrocartography? Yeah, you asked me this and I had to Google it. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know, but it was, okay, ready to be school, ladies. It was developed by American astrologer Jim Lewis in 1979. Right. So. Hasn't been around for too, too long, but uh, it was made by an astrologer here in America. And so like, how does it work? You're applying your specific natal astrology, right? So the astrology from the time that you are born, and then you're using that astrology and then creating a map of the world where your planet lines go based on that natal astrology. Is that right? Exactly. So you have your planets, but then adding in the globe, you have your north, south, east, and west lines for each planet. Okay. So it's really complex. <laughs> it is, but each planet <laughs> each planet that you have has four different energies to it, and mm. they're placed all over the globe. Mm. So your Jupiter line could be in you know, one of the lines could be in Hawaii, and the other line could be in Iraq or anywhere, you know, in the Middle East. So mm those planet lines have different uh, aspects based on where they are in the globe. Mm. So how is this used like in a practical way when you do this for your clients? Like what information can they learn from knowing where these lines are? Like what is that? What do the lines tell them about themselves? It caters to each person. So I love to think of it as whatever you want out of it, you get out of it. Let's say you Mm -hmm. want to move for a career or Mm -hmm. maybe you're relocating for a relationship or love Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe you just want to go on a spiritual trip on on your own. I talk to the client, see what they want out of it. And then I say, okay, let's look at your birth chart. Let's see what aspects of planets are supporting that. And then I look at the globe and see what places they can go to. Or mm. I can work backwards if they say, I really want to go to Costa Rica. Mm. I'm, I'm called to Costa Rica. That's where I want to go. And I say, great, well, let's just look where this is in your chart and the globe. And I'll tell you what energy lines you can expect from that trip to Costa Rica. Oh, okay. And you said that some people call it um, relocation astrology because a lot of people use it to find like what's the best place for them to live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- so, uh, and one of the things when I was looking at my chart first and trying to understand, I looked at where I was born and I was born on a very, I don't want to say difficult, but it was a challenging aspect because I don't think any planet is truly difficult. I think there's things you have to work through Mm -hmm. as a human and as a soul and when you're evolving and growing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I ended up relocating on my own and in my birth chart, now that I 
you know, I'm an astrologer and I understand this, my move made so much sense. Mm. And it made sense to why I moved, when I moved, and now I'm living on very close to my Jupiter ascending line, which is a mm. very expansive and beautiful line for my career and for my reputation. So mm. I'm really, yeah, it basically, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So do you think that like your soul, you know, before you incarnate into this, um, world, your soul chooses your design and your personality. Like your soul chooses that right moment to be born so that you have that personality and design to live out your life purpose. Do you think that it's like a coincidence? Like because you chose that now you just have these places on earth that are better or worse for you. Or do you think that it's like kind of all divinely connected? Like you choose the place that you're born, even if it's challenging for a reason, because it, it helps you towards your life path. Yes. I think you choose the place you're born based on divine karmic lessons. Mm. However, free will as a human, you don't have to be stuck in any place that you live. You can move right. wherever you want. That's going to make you evolve and grow as a soul. Right. And you're traveling is one of the most beautiful things in the world. So mm. exploring the planet and exploring mm. your own environments and what makes you feel good and what makes you not feel good. I'm sure you both have been to a place that felt really aligned spiritually and other places mm-hmm. where you felt scared or uncomfortable traveling or maybe felt mm-hmm. off balance or, you know, if you're traveling on a mercury line, for example, you're going to feel tons and tons of energy and your phone is going to be blowing up and you're mm-hmm. going to feel frenetic energy as opposed to traveling maybe on a Venus line where you're going to feel a little more relaxed and, and beauty and aesthetics and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. I feel like this information is also really helpful for anyone that has an open G center, like finding out what environments are going to be benefiting them in different ways and helping them in different ways to, you know, to feel good and to feel like themselves and to feel motivated or whatever it is. Um, So, because environment's so important if you have an open G center. So I feel like this is like really helpful information. Mm-hmm. for those people, because it not only tells you where you should travel to, but doesn't it also tell you locally what you're, what you like to do and, and like yes. Type, yes. types of places that are beneficial for you as well? Yes. So what I do when I get someone's chart is I immediately look at their fourth house in their birth chart. The fourth house is all about roots and family and it's on the IC line, which is also about ancestry. Uh, so I look at that First, I look at what house it's in, or sorry, I look at what planet governs it, or if there's any planets in the fourth house. Mm -hmm. That right there, first thing I look at, will explain so much about what you like in your home environment. And of Mm -hmm. course, to travel, you have to understand what you like first at home. That's where you feel safe and supported and secure. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the first things I do when I look at your chart. Wow, that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. So fascinating. And then, then third, third house is short distance or local travel. And then ninth house is long distance airplane travel. So I look at those, those are the top three I look at immediately when I, when I pull up your birth chart. Oh, so interesting. So you talked a little bit about like in your own life that you were born on like a more challenging aspect and that now you live on a more abundant and joyful aspect. But can you tell us a little more about like how this is, how this has informed or created meaning in your own personal life in other ways, like maybe trips that you've been on or just anything? Yes, absolutely. So one of the first times I used astrocartography for planning my own trip 
is I wanted to do a solo trip by myself Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be spiritual. I had a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time. And I feel like I was not really following my authority and not doing my strategy as properly as I wanted to. And I felt really frenetic in my life. And so I looked at my astrocartography chart and I've always been called to Hawaii. And I looked at all the islands and Kauai was the best island for me that was on one of my moon lines. Mm. And that's a spiritual experience. Anything that you travel to that's on a moon line is going to be emotional and supportive. I'm a cancer. Mm. I'm led by the moon. So that Mm. to me is like a warm hug. (laughs) So when I went to Kauai and felt that energy there, I knew in an instant that this was supported by astrocartography. It was supported by my birth chart and it felt mm. so incredible to be there. And now- I <laughs> like full body chills. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I travel now purely based on astrocartography. It's crazy. I love doing it. I just recently went to Seattle. That runs right through my Jupiter AS line, which is my Jupiter ascending line. And that's all about uh, finding your- what people look at you as your persona. So right before I launched my website for Spirit Sis, you girls know I've been giving readings for years, but I've just started to finally really lean into this. And before I launched my website, I was like, okay, I'm going to go up on the Seattle line and just kind of take a few days. And when the second I got there, it's like I had no stress. I had no anxiety. It almost, things were moving too slow. And it felt weird. Why is everything going so well? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Looking for messages for from spirit and you know energy. And sure enough, um, I my aunt called me when I was in Seattle and goes, "Hey, I know this is really weird, but I just talked to a psychic medium and she has a message for you." While I'm in Seattle. Whoa. And it was about how I need to continue writing because I'm also a filmmaker. So this message is so funny. I'm there thinking about my medium, my mediumship and opening up a business about it. And then as I'm in Seattle, I get a message from a psychic medium. Wow. Yeah. And that's pretty like rare for you, right? Because I mean, you're always getting messages for other people, but getting a message from your, for yourself is something that's pretty special and rare in your life. Cause you're not, you don't really channel for yourself, right? Oh, I have a difficult time channeling for myself. Whenever I get messages from spirits, it is always for the person I'm with and I you know, try to give them a supported message, but it's hard for me to read for myself. So that was mind blowing. I've never in my life gotten that. And it was also too, uh, about another thing that I'm doing, you know, cause MG, I have several different careers, but it was for a filmmaker and it was my grandmother came through and told me to continue writing cause I'll be on TV, which is a crazy oh. message. So basically I got a yes that I need to continue writing, which I, just finished a feature. And then yes, that I need to continue to do this business. That was all because I was right directly on my Jupiter line, which is Mm. very supportive in my birth chart. Wow. It's so amazing. It's like when you travel to, I mean, you can feel, you can feel it when you travel, when you're in a place that you just feel open and you can receive, or you just feel so much more creative there. And I mean, it's, it's crazy that that's at play all the time, whether you have awareness of it or not. When you go places, the energy of there is triggering different things in you and opening and releasing and clearing or whatever in different ways. 
But it's crazy mm-hmm. to have awareness of it. Mm-hmm. One of my girlfriends mm-hmm. just went recently to the Bahamas for a relaxing getaway. And she came back and she said, this is so weird. My phone was vibrating all the time. I felt like work picked up and I didn't feel like I could relax. And I said, hold on, let me look this up. And we realized mercury line. she was on her <laughs> mercury line. And I was like, this is the worst place for relaxation. But if you wanted to boost your career and wanted to really connect, uh, with business partners, this is a good place to go. So she upped her career, but her re- relaxation, I said, girl, you got to go somewhere else. But yeah, it made so much sense. It's so funny looking at people's charts too, of where they felt maybe they went on really good spiritual retreats and felt mm-hmm. the opposite. Or maybe, you know, they mm-hmm. went for a work retreat and they're like, I really like, a, you know, Minnesota or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And isn't there some places like your Uranus or Neptune or whatever, where it's more like, uh, like a good place to write a book or something because you feel really like Neptune. So Neptune oh, okay. is really good for artists because mm-hmm. Uranus is too, but mm-hmm. Neptune is all dreamlike and it's mm-hmm. flowy and fluid. So artists are able to really channel that creativity super well. Mm-hmm. And Uranus is more of like a liberating energy. Mm-hmm. So it's unexpected energy. So if you feel stuck or stagnant, so let's say if I'm writing something and I feel writer's block, I would go toward a Uranus line because it's a liberating energy. Mm-hmm. So Steffi, if you if you could only tell someone one thing about their astrocartography chart, what do you think is the one most helpful thing for someone to know? Ooh, that's a toughie because <laughs> everyone has planets that are aspected more positively than others. And I have to look at it and see, for example, Shana and Dana, I did both your charts and you both have completely different planets. I would, I would draw you to. Interesting. Yes. And, wow. and me too. So Dana, for you, your best planet is your sun line uh-huh. and you're a Leo, which makes sense. Right. And and your moon line. Shayna, your best planets are your Mercury, your Venus, and your Mars line, which is wow. funny because Mars line is, is uh, they tend to be a little more aggressive because it's an it's ruled by Aries. But yeah. for Mars, it's all about willpower and strength. And in your chart, your Mars is aspected really well. Wow, that's so interesting. So it really just depends on their, like, there's so many factors that make something significant or or less significant in your chart, even though. Yes. I think I would just say you have to really specifically know what you want out of a vacation or Mm -hmm. out of a relocation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really want to do a spiritual trip or if you want to do a trip with your girlfriends or if you Mm want to reconnect with your family or maybe your ancestry, your roots, then I would take you Mm -hmm. to an IC line, which is all about connecting to home and that fourth house we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So I think it just is about really, really tuning into what makes you feel like you want to travel. And for that specific trip, really honing in on uh, what your goals are energetically. Amazing. Okay. So I'm so excited that you did our charts because I know nothing about my (laughs) chart. So can you tell us a little bit about our charts and the goodies that are in there? There's so many goodies for both of you. Um, and I'll t- <laughs> But I want to just start with uh, the fourth house for both of you. Okay. So for those of you that don't understand astrology or maybe are beginners, I'll just quickly say, so the planets are aspects of your life and they govern certain par- aspects of your personality. The houses are the areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So the fourth house is home. That's an area so for Shana, your fourth house is in Leo, which is the sun. 
So your home influences are you love to be around sunshine, warmth, beach, and home is a real reflection of who you are as a person and your identity. Because mm-hmm. Leo's all about <laughs> sun and expression. That is so true. And Dana, your fourth house is in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. So you are action-packed, on the go. You love to be around community, your activities. You love to connect to people all around where you live. Well, that's definitely true for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me once that mine meant like that I'm like the ultimate host or something? Yes. So that's yes. So I then I look at what planets are in the fourth house. So if you have a planet in the fourth house, a lot of times it maybe overrules what um, specific sign it's in. So Shana, you have Jupiter in your fourth house, which means you are the ultimate host. And that you, is you know, so true. And you're you're very protective of your space and your homes. There's there's very little clutter, which I've been to your house and that's exactly how it is. And <laughs> you love to you love to travel and meet people whenever you go somewhere, but you always end up hosting people. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's freaking spot on. Yes, yeah. she, loves, oh. she loves to host. You're, I feel like you have someone at your house every weekend, right? Yeah, she I do. Does. Yeah. And she loves it. Like the whole reason she wanted the house that she has now is because it has two guest rooms that are completely ready and set up for a guest to come Always. over. And that was like a huge intention with her house. It's like, I want to have a place where I can host people and be together mm-hmm. and, have it, and have it be clean for them with none of my stuff in those rooms, but just like an open yeah. place for them to be in. a hotel room. Yeah. And we have the Airstream too, which is like a little casita next to the house. Like I... I'm always changing the bed sheets. Totally. <laughs> I'm constantly turning it over. So if someone's feeling out of balance with their home, maybe they like dislike their roommates or are not happy with where they live, or maybe there's some kind of off balance thing there. I think looking at your fourth house and what area it governs, uh, what sign it governs is a good way to start. Just understanding what makes you feel comfortable at home. I have a Virgo in my fourth house, which is all about tidiness and kind of like mis- mismatched furniture, just whatever you is borrowed, being frugal, <laughs> which if you look at my apartment, it is like, there's no theme, there's nothing, it's confusing. Um, and also <laughs> I love plants because Virgo is an earth sign. So uh, I have tons, I have a money tree that I talk to every morning. It's kind of wacky. <laughs> I, I literally just said good morning to it. And it, <laughs> anyway, it's proper for me uh, for having Virgo in the fourth house. Yeah. So I have a question real quick about my, my home house, fourth house being in Gemini. So like one of my biggest, um, if I'm like really honest with myself, my greatest intention for my home is to have a home that I only live in for part of the year and every single year to either have a second home in a different location, like completely different location, or to be able to travel for three months of every single year in my whole life. Like that's really my what I want. That's Gemini so. to a T. Gemini is oh. all about traveling and moving around, but it's but when you travel for home, it's yeah. you're traveling for a community. Right. Closer so, to a community. Right. Cause like my my ideal, like what we're kind of thinking right now is living in the desert in Joshua Tree. And then in the summer months when it's too hot to live like maybe Hawaii or somewhere where there's that community that's culture and enriching and like to be to be a part of two different communities. We already have that in our life now. It's so fulfilling to me and interesting. So wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. And then if we want to move on to uh, short distance travel, Uh which makes a lot of sense. So that's your third house, what governs your third house, which is all about local. Yeah. So 
so Dana, I'll do yours first because you just said, so if you're going to travel anywhere by car, so your third house is in Taurus. So you only like to travel short distances locally if you're going to be by nature, beautiful landscapes, gardens, comfort, flowers, anything <laughs> outside. Well, that's true. And then is, which I called her out on this yesterday when we talked on the phone, her third house is in Cancer. So she doesn't like to travel away from home unless, actually, really not at all. (laughs) Is she going, well, here's the thing, since she's a Cancer and it's a water sign, the only place she'd like to go to locally is if she's going to the water. It's so true. Like, I hate going to the grocery store but you're also projectors so that makes sense like you don't like leaving home but I know but like I literally hate going to the grocery store I feel like I'm like pulling my hair out like or going to go get gas like locally like running errands like leaving the house to do local stuff I hate like I would rather just not eat all day <laughs> and go buy food yeah that's and if someone has cancer and like the fourth house cancer is always about being a homebody it's it's that crab and that shell that likes to be very safe and secure but it's true like I, if someone invites me to the beach or if i like i am down right now to go drive to the beach right now Absolutely, because then you'll be by water. So someone yeah. has cancer in the fourth house, or if you have cancer in the fourth house with your chart, a lot of people don't like to travel away from home, or they like to live by water. So if you live in Chicago or Michigan, that's a great place for cancer in your fourth house, because you're close to home, you're close to family and your water. Mm. Yeah, so they govern, it's just like earth, air, fire, sun, you know, those those personalities really come through even in the houses as well. Mm. So cool. And then you're not, I'll follow up with the ninth house travel, which is all about long distance travel by airplane. So Shana, yours is in Capricorn. So you do really well with long distance travel if you have organized it to a T and you know what's what's happening and you're like organized, structured and in business about it. Like, okay. Wow. And which is funny because we've all been planning a retreat and <gasps> Shana like has already sent us three Airbnbs with like the locations and the dates. And it's just overwhelming for me because my ninth house is in Aquarius and I'm a total air sign when it comes to long distance travel. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll go with the flow. Oh my God. And I already have like three spreadsheets that are filled out with every single detail. Every trip that Brian and I go on, because we try to do a big one every year, I literally, for no reason, because we never fucking even use it, I make a website for <laughs> the trip. Yep, I make a web page that has a like the itinerary or itinerary with pictures of like each place and then like a button that says like hotel options, and then it shows all the different hotel options and then where to eat and like articles that are like the best places to eat in that town. And they're like buttons. It's like a beautiful website. It's like our Italy trip, these dates. And it's the whole thing that you can go through. And Brian like loves it. He's like, okay, finally I get the trip. I understand. It's the only way that he can really like be on board to plan the trip is if I make it visually for him. And then we get there and we, I literally, we never use these fucking sites, but I have to (laughs) like really be so meticulous. It's, it's kind of like, embarrassing That's Capricorn <laughs> AF Capricorn oh AF. my that is Capricorn AF to the max extreme yeah is it too much <laughs> no that's correct for you 
That's completely correct for you. I know, honestly, like hearing, especially like the local thing, that gives me so much validation and not like, because I always would beat myself up about not wanting to go run errands or leave the house to do local stuff. Like I'll leave the house if I'm going to go drive to a friend's house in LA or go visit Dana and Joshua Tree, but I won't leave the house to run an errand. And I would always have this mental beat up of like, what's wrong with you? Like you're lazy. Everyone, like even other projectors that I know can go grocery shop to make dinner to, like that night. Like, what am I so lazy? So now I just feel like a weight's been lifted of like, okay, this mm. is just in my yeah. astrocartography chart. It's supported. And that's okay. It's exactly. It's supported. And I so love that. Dana, your ninth house is in Scorpio. So your long distance travels are strictly for spiritual, religious, mm philosophical beliefs, truth-seeking, science, even occult stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, And also Scorpio is Pluto. So you actually do better when you're going to cold places, solitude, volcanoes, off the grid, waterfalls, all that kind of stuff. Yes, that is exactly like, oh, can, I want to hear it all again. I want to write it down and make it on my dream board because it's so true. Like That is so spot on. It's insane. Yes. Like when I go on trips, like I want to have like a soul, like a transformational experience where I'm connected and doing, going to these places. I mean, that's one of the reasons why like my husband was so attractive to me is because when I traveled with him, we had these epic experiences that were like not even real where we're ascending from a waterfall and like you feel connected with like the gods and the jungle and like you're never the same ever again and that's the that's what i want for yeah dana you also have something cool in your chart that um i was looking into because your moon is aspected so well i looked at where your moon is in what house because that also tells me where you'll move and relocating and your moon is in your sixth house which is all about work and health and diet so you will you will move and relocate for a job most importantly that's or whenever you move it's for a job interesting which is true dana because you guys moved to joshua tree for rock climbing job Mm -hmm. and then to tahoe because you had a job there during the summer yeah and like that is so true that like the reason why you committed to like, okay, I'm doing it is because I signed up for this job. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So is it beneficial then if she says like, I want to move to Hawaii to find a job there first before, so that way you can like kind of push her over the edge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously now you don't need a job because you're self-employed, but mm-hmm. I mean, maybe opening up a branch there or like scheduling um, events there or something that is going to pull you and ground Correct. you there. Correct. What you just said. So I'd look at her planet lines and let's say uh, there's her, so it's her moon line. It's really good in Hawaii. Well, maybe she'd just have clients in Hawaii. You know, she doesn't necessarily have to move there. But Is it, is it good in Hawaii or are you using that as a... An example. I know okay. we talked about a lot. <laughs> it's just an example. But uh, where where your moon is in your chart, you can also, in your whatever house it's in and what it governs, that also tells you a lot about what, if you are going to move, why you will. So if someone, for example, has moon in the seventh house, which is about marriage and contracts, well, maybe you're going to move to, for love. Maybe you'll mm. move to, to be married. 
But again, this is all encompassing. I take everything into consideration and see what planets are kind of overruling those those things and what's what's the stronger placement. But mm. just for, just for you, I just I pulled that up because it's one thing that's prevalent. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true for me. Is anything for me about moving? I mean, I guess I don't move that often. <laughs> Girl, your third house in Cancer is stuck tight. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. I didn't. I I don't have your chart pulled right now. That's right now, Shana. But I didn't. I didn't write anything down that was like crazy about your moon. So I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you seem supported. You both are supported. I mean, no one's, that's the thing. No one has a a negative chart or a negative placement or anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are some, like we had spoken about earlier, some more challenging aspects, but there, but there's something that you just have to grow through and, Mm -hmm. but you can choose to, or you can choose not to. Mm -hmm. I was born on my Chiron line, which is a line that is all about trauma. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I have to say that anytime I go back to my hometown, I'm, traumatized <laughs> and I really tough, tough, tough stuff. So I haven't been back to my Chiron line in a while, my hometown, because it does bring up some serious, it's all about past life to Chiron stuff. So it's tough. But if I wanted to, I could heal that and I could live in Detroit for longer and really work on that. But I choose mm-hmm. not to at this moment, at least this time in my life. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Re- ready to move on? Okay. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll quickly tell you what places are good for you based on your lines and what uh, planets I pulled for you guys. So let me go to, so both of you, it's amazing. Um, This is so cool. Both of you, where you live now is, and when you move back to Joshua Tree, Dana, is the most supportive place in the whole world where I would place you to live. Because I look at what the best planet is, and then I look at what you both want as far as a home based on your houses. So, Shana, your Jupiter, I see. So, Jupiter is all about expansion. I see is home um, roots. Runs right through Joshua Tree. Right through. Oh, my gosh. And so, basically, if you wanted to buy a home, it would be the most positive influence would be in Joshua Tree. But wow. since, since you're so close to Joshua Tree right now, you're still getting the, that energy from those lines. Wow. Yeah, because, like, compared to, like, the globe, I mean, Ventura is pretty close to Joshua Tree when you're looking at, like, the planet. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but your line runs directly through Joshua Tree. Wow. Right through it. So when you're in Joshua Tree, it is such a positive influence. Now, Dana, I wanted to place you on your sun line because you're a Leo. And for whatever reason, your sun is aspected so nice in your chart. So I was like, I'm going to place her on a sun line. And so I look, I'm like, okay, descendant, which is, you know, about relationships. And then it ran right through Southern California. Mm. It goes right close to Joshua Tree. But where I would place you would be Santa Barbara. It runs right through Santa Barbara. Because you get that energy being in Joshua Tree. You get that energy being in SoCal. And it's crazy because Shana lives near Santa Barbara and I live in Joshua Tree. And since we work together, we're constantly going to each other and also having a connection of me being in one place, her being and like us being like connected where we have this like driving portal in between us. It's so interesting, too, because when you go to Santa Barbara with Jared, too, you guys always have these amazing, fun experiences. Wow. 
I'm just like mind blown by this because it feels so validating of where we live and like we're pulling each other towards each other's place so strongly. And that's like those places are out of the whole world. What is a really great place for you to live? And like our souls were already chose to be born in California and then we moved, you know, and like traveled in all these different places and still settled like in California, in Southern California, out of all the places in the whole world. Wow. Well, Shana, you were actually born in uh, Texas and you're yeah. actually, you were born closest to your Mars ascending line, which is all about willpower and strength. So oh. you had to overcome some strength and willpower and in that city. But also if you wanted to continue to uh, feel that energy, I would put you in Santiago, Chile. Chile. Oh, weird. Mm -hmm. Or Mexico City is good for you too. But if you wanted to basically go to assert strength and power and really step into your worth, I would put you on those lines. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's where we'll go next year. I don't know. It's, it's funny because we've always had a plan of we're going to go here next year. We're going to go here next year. And this is the first year that we're like, we have no idea where we're going to go. We're just going to be open. And of course, this is the year that astrocartography and like our relationships really like <laughs> blowing up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Jaina. What, what's your goal for your next trip? Where do you want to go? I have, I have your lines right here and I have things that support a lot of different aspects. So what what would you want under your next vacation? I want something that's really going to bring Brian and I closer because it's going to be a trip for Brian and I. Like, obviously, I'm still going to have trips with Dana and with, you know, you and Emma, like friends trips and stuff. But for Brian and I's like major trip, I want it to be something that really brings us closer, either spiritually or romantically or emotionally. Okay, I have it for you. You ready? It's, it's probably not what you're going to think, though. It's Alaska. <gasps> really? Yeah, that is your Venus on the descendant. So Venus is all about love and aesthetics and beauty and just nature. And then descending line is your relationships. And so if you wanted a romantic getaway where you really can connect, it's like near Juneau, Anchorage, anywhere in Alaska, and those like little, you know, the, where that line goes through is was really supportive for a romantic trip. Oh my gosh. I have to have you do Brian's chart. See if it's not like a gnarly line through there. <laughs> yeah, like it's his Chiron line or something. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm connecting, but he's like going through some tough, tough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And how about Dana? Where is there, where would you want to go on your next vacation? And what did, what are your goals? Is there anything in particular? I've always wanted to go to South America because I've never been. Um, and Jared and I want to go before we have kids. Cause we know that it's kind of like a more gnarly place to travel physically. So before we have kids, we really want to go either to, um, Ecuador and Peru specifically to get involved in like plant medicine communities. But we also want to go to Chile to watch the solar eclipse in 2020. So those two kind of ends of of wow. South America. Yeah. So uh, before the podcast, you asked me about those uh, those places. And it's funny because they're on Saturn lines, which we had mm -hmm. talked about. And Saturn is about uh, 
discipline and stepping into your truth and really understanding boundaries and really getting projects done. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to go to those places, they really support work in whatever Mm -hmm. way that means. So if you want to go and have a relaxing time, you definitely can, but just know that you need to really be strong and make sure all your deadlines are done and before you go on that trip, because otherwise you're going to be stressed on, oh gosh, did I not finish this in time? So if you Mm. have those done, you'll feel really good and empowered with your job. But Mm. if I were to place you on like a spiritual, creative retreat, the best place for you is Costa Rica. (gasps) Which is where we just were. Which is where she just was, which is crazy. But that's her Neptune line, which is all about for an artist is the best place to be. So you already were in Costa Rica, but that is so supportive for a spiritual journey. Dana, you want to hear something crazy about Costa Rica that Steffi told me right after we went there, um, before I knew anything about astrocartography, but she did. And so she just like told me a little tidbit without overwhelming me, um, is that Costa Rica for me would make me, um, think about how my life choices will affect my partner. And literally the whole time I was there, I was like, I want to quit my job. How is that going to affect Brian? Is Brian going to be okay with this? Like, I'm not going to be, you know, as financially supportive. Like, what is, what is Brian going to think the whole time? And like, obviously you were having this whole spiritual experience, like now hearing this. So you were like lifting me up with the spirit base. And I was like, okay, I'm going to jump off this cliff. Like, how's Brian going to take it? So crazy. So that's a good answer for when you're traveling with someone who has a different line than you. Of course, it would be great if you guys both have supported lines, but it's really cool if you both have different aspects and different energies and can see each other through that and and really support and love one another and make it meaningful for them if they're going through this transformation. And I think that's why it's good to travel with people who maybe don't have the same lines as you, or if they have maybe more challenging aspects, I think it would be helpful to go with people. Wow. It depends on what you want out of it. I mean, if you want a spiritual retreat and you want to go solo to feel whatever you want need to feel or whatever you need to get through, then you can do that too. But I mean, yeah, traveling with people is obviously amazing and traveling alone is also amazing. So it depends on what you want out of it. Wow. Are you able to look to see, um, like just in general, um, where are good places for you to travel solo? You know what I mean? Yeah, Absolutely. It just, again, it depends on what you want, but I would go to an uh, an ascending line because your ascending is all about your persona and how you're perceived in the world. And if you want to do, and your midheaven is your career and public re- reputation. So that's more about you. If you're going on, uh, you know, a, a descending line, that's all about relationships and your IC is all about home and roots. So want to go on a solo trip, 100% go on an ascending line and you have Got those it. Yeah, I know it's so much to to swallow, (laughs) but I promise it gets easier with time. And you just have to remember north, south, east, west. That's ascending, descending, you know, midheaven, uh, and IC. Those are all running, you know, latitude and longitude. That is so fascinating. That's why I can help you if you guys need help. But, um, you know, Shana, I looked for you. Let's let's do another fun thing. Okay, let's say you want to boost your career Mm -hmm. and you're looking to get some major money. 
So I'd put you on a midheaven line. So I'm like, okay, where's a good planet for her midheaven? And I remembered your Mars was really powerful. And I was like, how can she step into her strength with her career? She just started a business. She's a you know, female entrepreneur, a badass. Where are we going to place her? And the best place for you is London and Barcelona. Oh my gosh. Barcelona. Oh my goodness. But London, that's so crazy. We were just talking about going to London. There you go. That Well, maybe you'll get some hard cash money <laughs> when you go to London. Or you should have clients that are from London. And that'll bring you great joy and money as well, abundance. Wow. If you can't travel there, those lines are really good for you for your career. And um, if you wanted, let's say, a soul-searching trip, you wanted to work on some shadow work, intuitive stuff alone... So you have your moon and your Neptune lines crossing at this point. So your moon is all about deep emotions and Neptune is all about the spiritual stuff. So this place would be blow your mind. It's in Cairo, Egypt. Oh my gosh. I am literally mind blown because, oh my gosh, I literally texted, like, what was it, a month ago, Dana? Yeah, I texted you. Yeah, like we we have to go to Egypt so bad. Like I'm feeling this so strongly and this is going to sound so ridiculous. So try not to laugh, but it was because I went to universal studios with Brian and my sisters and we went on the mummy ride. Okay. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And we were in the line and the walls had all of the carvings on them. And like, it looked like, you know, Egypt. And I was just like immediately when I went in there, I was like, oh my gosh, like almost crying in Universal Studios in the ride, like full body chills like this, like almost like heard this voice inside of me of like, you have to go to Egypt now. Like you need to be there. Your soul is smarter than you are sometimes. And your soul is calling that place. Because think about it. Everyone's drawn to a place. It's just like what we talked about when we were on to talking about the past lives. You really have to be called to some place and it's usually really supportive for you. Oh my gosh. I'd be scared to do a solo trip there, but I like am so cold called to it. You know, you could do spiritual stuff and make sure that you have time to peel off and have some time alone. You don't necessarily have to go alone solo, but I, you need to spend time alone there. Or like I could go with you, Shana, and then just let give you your space to do your your Yeah, I'm invited. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow, that just blew my mind because like that could almost make me cry because I feel so validated and like I didn't just make that up or I'm not being needy of like I have to go to Egypt because you know, I wanna travel. It's like now I feel so validated of okay, like I was really, I'm really genuinely being called there. Oh, and you should. I think that's so amazing. And I think you'd have such a spiritual awakening there, truly. Oh my gosh. And oh. Dana, I looked at, so I'm now I'm looking at places where two lines cross because this has double energy. So that was for Cairo, Egypt was for Shana. So I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, girl. And your Venus and your moon nodes. A lot of people like to travel to the nodes. Um, it goes So if you wanted a pleasant, beautiful, harmonious, attractive place where artists can play and be creative. So yours runs right through Rome. Mm, interesting. And Amsterdam. 
Wow. Interesting. Because I've been to Rome before when I was 16 and it was one of my favorite places I had ever been. I just was like literally strolling down the street, just feeling like life is like this most beautiful, romantic, like playful. Like I loved being in Rome and I've told people that since, and then they go to Rome and they're like, it was okay, but I didn't love it. That's exactly what happened with you and I. (laughs) I know like Rome is Rome was like, I've never felt so lovely and colorful and like like the romance of how life. supported that is by just theory and science alone. Oh that you just like Rome and you did. And then lastly, Dana, I would place you. So I love your sun line and your chart. Your sun is just so beautifully aspected. And I place you to live on your sun line. But I was like, what's a good place for her to be adventurous? Because Leos are all about fun and self-expression. And mm-hmm. I was like, where she can go that has increased success, fulfilling social awareness. And that is in Tokyo, Japan. (gasps) Interesting. That's so interesting. That's the other place that Jared and I are considering going on a trip. Yeah. I would love to go. I have some pretty supportive lines in Tokyo too. So then, you know, all three of us are homies and we're all talking about doing a retreat. So I said, what's a good place? I'm going to pull up all three of our charts and see where we can go for a girl's trip, but also to have, to really make an impact and joyous, harmonious. And all three of our lines run through this place. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh my gosh. So maybe ladies, we'll just look into Puerto Rico. Wow. wow. Interesting. Yeah. So that give you a good little blurb. I have more. I wrote down, I'll send you girls like an email or talk to you offline about it, but that's just tip of the iceberg when it comes to this. So with readings, there's obviously, as we talked about earlier, the rabbit hole, you can get so deep with this. Um, it's good to be specific about what you want. So you're not overwhelmed because there's obviously there's so many lines, planet lines throughout the world you can go to, but um, it's good to be hone in on what you really want out of it. Wow. Is there a good place for Dana for like abundance and expansion, like career wise? Uh, of course. Hold on. Let me just, hold on here. <laughs> I have a couple of notes here. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. Yes. Um, well, honestly, Tokyo is really good for her for, for career. Uh, I would say, well, Hong Kong is positive for career motivation and, uh, career development. Wow. Interesting. We just went to Hong Kong. Yeah, it's so funny because Dana's been to a lot of these places and I know because we're friends. I'm like, oh, she's already been to Costa Rica and Hong Kong and Rome. You know, it's so cool. But wow. Hong Kong's really good. It runs your Jupiter line, which is all about expansion and mid, your Midheaven, which is all about career and public reputation, runs wow. straight through Hong Kong, like right, right through there. So if you wanted, again, if you wanted clients there would be good, but it's really positive and it's a super, super supportive line for you. Now, if you want to, you know, bring in the collective consciousness, which is something you like to do with your positive energy and awareness of the world, what you can bring is I would, I would send you to the Philippines. Interesting. That's on your moon line. That's on my moon line? Yes. Yep. Wow, I, I'm gonna, I can type this all up for you girls too and send it over. I'm like scratching down. I just have all of these <laughs> names of places on my paper. <laughs> I was just going to say, we're taking ferocious notes right now. <laughs> oh, all of this is so 
fascinating, Steffi. It's so spot on. I'm happy it supports you. I mean, it's it's also a little bit of intuitive for me when I'm looking at these charts yeah. because I'm also a, a channel and I, I will make sure, you know, I set an intention before I do everyone's chart and make sure they hear what they need to in that moment and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's really cool for me to understand. I just know you both as amazing influential women and then seeing where you can go that will even expand that more brings me so much joy and happiness oh my gosh I'm just like I have so much to think about now and it's so validating you should think about it in Cairo okay don't (laughs) (laughs) or London or London it's so crazy I feel like I feel so expansive with this information and that's always a signpost to me like throughout my life of um like to keep leaning in and that it's something that's going to bring me a lot of growth. Like this information that you just gave me, I just feel so expansive and like endless possibilities. And, um, it's so useful. And, and I just want to shout it from the mountaintops and like have everyone get this information. I just feel so expanded right now. Don't you Dana? Like it's, it's such a signpost to me of like, Oh, like I felt like this with Day Luna. I felt like this in Hong Kong. I felt like this with so many different things. It's always a signpost of like, I feel expansive right now. What am I doing? I need more of this ASAP. It's also that feeling of like, I mean, you're calling it expansiveness, but I ha- I can't put a word on it. It's like in my body, like this feeling of something like bubbling up inside of you, like these sparks, like these pings, these like, aha, like this is true. This is real for me kind of feeling that happens in your body and like I feel it really a lot in my solar plexus like like a portal opening up or something oh see and I feel it in my g-center because I don't have a defined solar plexus I'm feeling like my identity is like that's that expansive feeling that I'm feeling I feel that same thing you just described like those little pings of sparks or whatever right in my g-center like in my soul both of you are glowing. You're both so like smiling here. <laughs> it's so fun to see you this way. But I also think it's funny too because you're bringing that back to human design. And when you're traveling to these places, it's still very, very supportive of your design. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even p- picking the place to travel to. I mean, let's say you really are called to go to, like, example, Shana Cairo. Well, I'm an emotional authority. So I would have to think on that for 24 hours before I book the ticket. <laughs> yeah, not me. I would just need to talk both of your ears off for like an hour and a half. And then, <laughs> and then I know. Yeah. So for you, because yeah, your identity center, that's so. I good. know. It's so interesting with this authority because I feel like I have to talk to you guys to like know my truth, but then I know that you have emotional authority. And so I constantly have to be in this, um, this awareness of, okay, I need to talk to you, talk to you, talk to you. But at the same, at the end of the conversation, I cannot ask you what you've decided, even though I know so strongly. And that is so hard. That's a hard balance because I, at the end of the conversation, I know, like I know. And then I'm like, so what do you think? And then I can't do that to you. And that is so freaking hard. But anyways, it's, it's a journey, but I love bouncing this off of you guys and talking and talking to you guys. It's just, I feel like I'm kind of beating you up because you need a little bit of space and time. I saw this thing that was like, um, G-Center, Project Authority, like 
talk shit out. And then it was like emotional authority, feel shit out. And it was like, <laughs> like you need to talk it out. Like we need to feel it out. And it's yeah. like, it's just a different way of being. Honestly, Steffi though, I feel so kind of like, in awe of everything that you said, I forget that we're on a podcast and I need to express my like feelings because I might, I'm just sitting here with my mouth like hanging open, like, whoa. Imagine how powerful we would all be as humans if we knew our energies in the world and then we're using our designs properly. We would run that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we would. Yeah, we would be so abundant and joyful and happy and traveling, and which is honestly why we're here. We're here to connect. We're here to know ourselves and our design, and this is what we chose. <laughs> and we got to do it. You know, we got to do it. Wow. So, Steffi, where do you feel like, after you've really dove, dove into your chart, do you feel like there's a next place that's on your list for you to go? And what what's the reasoning behind? Yes. Uh, Tokyo is my next on my list. Yes. Tokyo and um, Thailand is a really supportive, really, really supportive place for me, but it, it's a place where I should retire and live, you know, when I'm mm. done because it's like wow. a spiritual, holy place. There's also places in Europe um, that I would love to go to for a solo trip. I think it's like Dublin, Ireland is a, is a good place to get back to my roots. And there's, I mean, honestly, there's places I, I feel like I would want to go to every one of my lines just so I could come back to you guys as field research and be like, listen, it, it, it checks out. Yeah. That was, that was not a good place to go to. It didn't don't, I wouldn't go to my Uranus line again or whatever it is. So <laughs> as like, as a channel, I think I am going to start traveling to these lines and maybe blogging or writing an experience so I can share that and actually have a dialogue with other people who are using their astrocartography to be more empowered in their decisions when they're traveling. I would really love to start a dialogue and to make this a thing so we can all start. So, I mean, obviously Tokyo and Thailand would be awesome to start with, but I feel like any line I go to is going to be great for me. Like the Chiron line, which is a little more negative. In New York City, I love New York, but every time I'm there, I feel like I'm just getting suffocated. And it's it's a line for me that's really negative. But um, I would love to work through that and then, you know, talk to other people about how they worked through their their lines in whatever ways. Yeah, because it's just like how we talk about with astrology, you know, there's a high vibration and a low vibration to everything. And we are actively choosing to try and embody the highest vibration of that thing. And so it's interesting to, to apply that to places and say, if it's New York, for example, to like actively embody the highest vibration of this line, that's a little bit more difficult. Um, It's more of, of a physical thing versus a mental thing, right? versus a spiritual thing. It's more of like, okay, I'm in this. Yeah. I'm going to choose to transcend this energy. Exactly. It is physical. So if I'm in New York, for example, and I have emotional authority, if something's maybe making me a little more on the higher end of the emotional wave or the lower end, I'll just wait it out and be an active observer of what's happening around me. And that's, I mean, how, how cool is that to be an active observer of your own life with that energy that you can feel supportive or not. And uh, yeah, I just want to experiment and grow. I was joking with you girls earlier, but I really liked that Daft Punk song around the world, around the world. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's literally going to be my mission. <laughs> As you were just singing that right now, I had like a quick little vision of like us three traveling in different places and filming ourselves dancing and then making a huge compilation of all the places <laughs> we've traveled, like to that song. And oh my like, God. Traveling is just so expansive. It really, it's so fun. And even like, even places that are weird or challenging or whatever, you are forever richer. You are forever changed. You are forever, your perspective is more objective and heightened and expanded no matter what, wherever you go. And especially to go with friends and like, it's crazy to hear about us in Costa Rica. I had some like um, intuition when I was there that I've never experienced anywhere else on the entire planet except for there. But it wasn't scary to me at all. I was like, oh, I'm just feeling, I'm just seeing this right now. Your Neptune line, isn't that so funny? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, there's this tree there in Costa Rica called the Seba tree. And it's like the tree of the ancestors. And the Costa Ricans say that like all of the ancestors spirits like reside in this tree. And it's kind of a portal, like a place where they can come and like guide us and you can go to them to be connected. And I had like an experience with that tree. And I was like, I feel like I need to name my daughter Seba after this Seba tree. And, and I could, I mean, it was just like, I won't get into the whole story, but I could feel it so much. It was crazy. Wow. And Steffi too, I wanted to ask you before you go, like, have you ever looked into like the earth, the chakras that are on the earth and like the ley lines? Have you ever heard of that? Like, you know, Sedona, people say that it's like a vortex because there's ley lines that are energy centers on the earth. Like if the earth is a separate energetic body besides our own, it has its own energetic points and like places where, where energy converges and it's like a heightened portal. Have you ever experienced anything with that? Or is that something you've looked into? I haven't yet. I've only heard about it through you. And I've heard, you know, Mm -hmm. there's places like Sedona that are amazing. You told me about Kauai when I was there. You say the pineal gland in Kauai. So it, Mm -hmm. you definitely feel a little more spiritual, but I haven't looked into that. And great. Now I have one more thing I have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll get real excited about that and dive into that next. But everything you learn, you there's just like it opens a whole new one thousand doors to look and you know open and walk in through. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to be authentically yourself wherever you are, wherever you're traveling, even if you are looking into astrology and stuff. Because I do think you can everything is in balance because people can get so obsessed with these parts of themselves and live and live and die by this, which astrology is always fun to think about. And I think it's, has so much truth and body, but you have to be yourself wherever you are. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that at the end of the day, that's so important. Even as like a channel and a psychic medium. Yeah. If I was going to a Neptune line, which is all spiritual, I'd probably be talking to Jesus, but (laughs) But but living on my Jupiter line, I feel the most like myself. But I think anywhere in the world, you should just be really confident in who you are. And even if the line is negative or positive, be, be happy to be you and to have the experience and be grateful to travel in general. Oh, my gosh. Steffi, thank you so much for sharing this information with us and sharing this wisdom with us. And I got you. And I just have to tell all of our listeners, because you guys know Steffi is a psychic medium. And the entire time that we've been recording this podcast today, so last time we recorded in person where we were all together. And this time we're recording via the internet on like a podcast app. And so we're using technology and like 
five different times, I want to say, in this that the technology started acting weird and like being weird. And then she's like, I feel like maybe spirit wants us to acknowledge that they're here with me or something. And we're like, okay. And then the second she did that, it like stopped. It got better. <laughs> and then like we had to stop and then restart. And then we can hear these like sounds in her, in her headphones. That's like some type of like frequency or something. And we're all just like, <laughs> It makes sense. <laughs> but you said that you feel like technology is something that. So gosh, technology gets so whack around me. I actually had a roommate once whenever Mercury went into retrograde. She's like, this is your fault. <laughs> because things, one of my, one of my really good friends too, whenever I call her, her dashboard in her, uh, in her car, if she's on her, you know, Bluetooth will completely shut off only when she talks to me and people's phones act weird around me and they just blame me. I'm like, okay, well, sorry, spirits coming through for you, but it's my fault because I can channel. <laughs> but just in general, people who are super spiritual technology is not our thing. Yeah. You know, us old, our, us old witches and gypsies, we like to do it the old school I way. Know, totally. Technology does, it does hurt our frequency a little bit. Totally. I have such a mixed feeling about technology. Like for so long, I had so much resentment that we're born into this time where we have to email and have computers and even TV. Like, I just don't like any of it, but now I'm starting to open up and realize like, I know my soul chose to be born in this time for a reason. And like, maybe that reason is to use these technologies to transcend time and space and to have more freedom, but to be able to connect with people through space, you know, and be together and share these messages. So I'm trying to have a really positive outlook on it and just kind of, you know, go with the flow and let things subside, but it is, it's challenging for me. It's definitely like a lesson in my life. Not for me at all. I'm like, Shane is a technology wizard. Yeah. So crazy. (laughs) I'm like, so into, I'm so grateful for, and just in awe of it, just the fact that we can see each other's faces right now through literally an invisible connection that's going across the planet to wherever the fuck we are like that's insane oh my gosh so anyways Steffi can we tell our listeners where they can find you and connect with you absolutely so you can find me on Instagram it's at spirit under underscore sis and they can go to my website at uh, spiritsis.com Awesome. Okay, great. And then on your website, people can find your different offerings that they can um, book with you, right? So you do, you're doing right now past life regression, spiritual counseling, palm reading, and you're doing two different types of astrocartography. So a mini reading where you get to know a few little tidbits of wisdom and then a, a fuller reading and all of those they can book on your website. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And people can also DM me on uh, Instagram. I'm using Instagram. I'm basically a, a meme generator now. And I just like took it on as like a part-time job. I'm like super stoked to be posting memes and and talk about my spiritual experience. It's a little bit like a blog, but people can DM me on there. But if they want to book a service, they can go to my website and see everything I offer. And even if they wanted spiritual counseling, I do that. I can channel for them. But the astrocartography stuff I'm offering, it's one of my only services I'm offering a mini session of because there's so much to cover. So let's say you want to just get your toes wet in the water and you're not really sure where to start. You can do a mini astrocartography reading with me, which is only 30 minutes. And I can go over your fourth house so you know your home really well. And then we can go over two or three places that you want to travel to. Or if you have three places, you have goals where you want to go. We can cater it to you so we can just focus on 
three places in your home. So that's a mini session. If you want to just go balls to the walls, which like I, I respect, we can do a full hour session. And that's basically what I did for you girls today, um, talking about you know, what kind of places you want to go to and what your goals are, and then explaining your houses and how those affect um, where you travel to. And since I love De Luna and I love De Luna listeners, and I'm just so proud of you too, but I want to offer whoever is listening and who wants to explore, I want to offer them a 15% discount. So if you use the code DayLuna and you book on my website, we'll give you a little discount. Awesome. Steffi, you are such a wealth of freaking knowledge and wisdom and energy and love. We are so grateful. And um, I know so many people that have listened to the podcast that you're on, they're like, we love Steffi. And then we just messaged back, like, we love Steffi. Like, everybody loves you. We love you. So thank you. So like, you've been, you've been, (laughs) you've been so kind and gracious like to share with us and to share your time with us and we just we really appreciate you i'm just happy we got it recorded (laughs) with all the technology i know goodness and you guys um this is really exciting but you know just putting it out there we all we love working together and like one of the things in our in our astro cartography we're like what places can we all have retreats together and host retreats together because we want to connect like we love you guys and we can feel you on the other end of this listening in and being a part of this community. And um, we want to meet you guys. We want to connect. We want to share and we want to have laughter and friendship and spiritual connection and like just all of the goodness in the world. So stay tuned for that. And uh, it's really the future is like, I'm just so excited for friendship and, and growth and doing it together. Absolutely. And hopefully they can join us too as we're going on that journey. Yeah, totally. Okay, you guys. So once again, you can um, connect with Steffi on spiritsis.com or on her Instagram at spirit underscore sis. Um, you guys can connect with us on our Instagram at Dayluna um, and on our website, daylunalife.com. And wherever you guys are, I hope you have a beautiful day out there. And um, just to kind of wrap up, I want to ask Steffi, I want to ask you one more question. If you were going to give anyone out here advice um, that's listening, advice about where they can go inward to start becoming their highest potential, um, what's the one piece of advice that you can give people at this moment in time? (laughs) That is the loaded, the most loaded question I've ever gotten. Where they can start exploring their spirituality yeah. or where they and can- like what's the first thing that like you can tell people to do to start living as their highest potential like if someone is just starting and they're listening to this and they're like all oh, this conversation is so interesting but I have no idea what they're talking about like what's one little nugget of wisdom that you would tell people to guide them yeah I kind of spoke about it earlier but I think knowing your knowing yourself and knowing who you are is so important. And I talked about this in past life too. And so I'm just reiterating is knowing also that shadow side of you. So knowing the parts that make you impatient, the parts that make you angry, the parts that make you happy and understanding who you are as a being and as a soul and what you want. So if they don't know what they want, or maybe they're confused or feeling stuck, they're in the right path already by listening to this podcast and by doing that that soul work. And if I were to give practical advice on how to start, like let's say 
physically practical advice. I highly recommend journaling and starting very small with a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. So this is so important because I think that really shows you what's important to you and what's not. So the smallest things in the day, I start with writing three things I'm grateful for, even something as silly as like that man who held the door for me at the bank or um, this conversation with Shana or that crystal I picked out of the store or having a good conversation with my mom. And then writing three things I would love to happen. Like I would love to have $1,000 in my bank account coming in today, randomly. I would love to have a trip with my girlfriends. So just starting with a gratitude journal is physically what can help you kind of bring the ebbs and flows of your life. That makes sense, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I we, we could just start a whole other podcast. About <laughs> this, but yeah, just, a, just journaling and knowing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And all of these tools, um, they really just give you validation for you being able to listen to your soul and being able to connect to spirit and just being able to follow your heart. And then you have these tools to show you like, yes, this was right. You're on the right path or like correct here. Um, but it all starts with knowing yourself. So I love that answer so much. Just like, homework, mm-hmm. like just because we're, we're out of school now doesn't mean we still don't have homework to do. I feel like I have homework to do every night, things I could have done better or things I could have done, you know, or I'm happy about how I handled it. Reflection yeah. and connecting to totally. at all times. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And Steffi, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. I love you both. Love you. And everyone have a beautiful rest of your day.